Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Welcome to today's special episode of the Green Industry Podcast. The reason I say it's special is because instead of being your host today, I'm actually going to be a guest. Let me explain. My buddy Andrew Martinez from the Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast recently had me on his show to celebrate his 100th episode, and we had an awesome conversation. And so I asked Andrew if I could share some segments of that conversation with you on my Green Industry podcast, and he's very generous to say yes. So that's how we're going to uh, roll on today's show. Andrew's going to be interviewing me, and uh, we just talk about pretty much everything. It's uh, all around from business to life to you name it, uh, we pretty much covered on today's show. So it was a lot of fun. And again, congratulations to my buddy Andrew down there in Texas from the Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast for the milestone of 100 episodes. Well, without further ado, here's my fun conversation with Andrew Martinez from Texas. Paul, brother, thanks so much for jumping on, my man. Thanks for the kind intro, Andrew. Well, I'm just giving honor due where where it's where it should be at, man. Come on. <laughs> well, hey, man, um, we kind of did this kind of last minute, and I appreciate you making yourself available uh, to come on here and let me highlight you, bro. Um, again, I'm just going to kind of uh, inflate your head a little bit there and just you know tell the world and let everybody know that if it wasn't for Paul, this would not be nearly at the quality that it it, it is today. And I'm still just a young, young gun here in the podcast world of the green industry trying to come up. But because of your advice, your counsel, your 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 counsel that you've given me earlier in the year, and then the contacts that you've provided for me via Mr. Producer, uh, a couple other personalities out there, I've been able to make re- both make relationships and let the show be exactly what it is. So I, I know it's a little dissertation there, but thank you, brother. I appreciate that. You got it. And it still it still amazes me uh, how what scale you Brian Naylor, all these other big personalities out there, how far y'all been able to take your media platforms aside from even production if you're even doing production anymore in the field of the lawn and landscaping world um, that you still make time for for guys like us that are trying to come up to keep spreading that word. You don't forget where you know even your humble beginnings and you're able to deliver that on this side. So. Yeah, I just I love podcasting, Andrew. It's it's fun. So you're you're a friend and uh, po- podcasting. It's it's like my first love of the um, enjoyment of doing it before all the things got fancy and everything. I just I loved you know hanging out in a hotel room with Naylor and Fullerton or whoever, and you got we got our little headsets on. It's midnight. And we're just talking. It's you know those those are my favorite memories, and and uh, things have definitely gotten interesting in the last few years, but, um, th- those, those are some of the best memories. We had like five listeners and we're just having fun, you know, chatting. And so <laughs> y'all, were, y- y'all were three of those five, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 I joke around, but I like, I like beg my parents, like listen to my podcast one time, like, <laughs> 
you know, I've had 867 or whatever. It's like, I just want one day to them listen to one episode. You know, like, I feel like I've been a success in life and there's like, I can't get anybody to listen. Like my family, my friends, I remember all my, my books started coming out and it's like, you know, I'm like texting my cousin, you think you can buy a copy? He's like, we'll see, we'll see. So I, anyway, I was like, man, I, people don't realize I got, it's been a struggle bus, so. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, you're definitely the hand to plow is working and whatever it is you're doing is working because I, I can remember. So you went from, let's just, I know jokingly from five listeners here, a couple, couple seasons, two, three C two or three years ago, I guess to this point, you're up to 800 and some odd uh, down downloads 800 some odd uh shows on your on your podcast on the green industry podcast um and also you're pushing are you still up around the hundred thousand hundred forty thousand a month download yeah it just it just is- it uh it peaked in the spring like the spring rush at like a hundred and sixty thousand okay. yeah. downloads a month but um you know, it definitely averages well over a hundred thousand downloads per month just on the audio, the, the audio podcast. I mean, yeah, that's, that's wild. And then the, the video stuff is just millions and millions a month. That's wild. I think I was just checking Facebook it was like 8 million Instagrams, like 4 million. It's over 10 million a month on the video stuff, but the, the audio download oh. and that, that's where my heart is. It just, I love connecting the audio audience and it's, um, you know, north of a hundred thousand downloads talking, talking about building a lawn care business, which is strange to me. Cause I, I didn't even know that was that many people would be interested in talking about business like that, but they are, they're out there. Well, well, man, that's, that's where the Lone Star Lawn Talk birthed, you know, because I was so encouraged in my own business and between you and I'm going to have a uh, Fullerton and Naylor on. I don't know what order I'm going to put this particular interview on. I don't know if it's going to be before or after, but it's going to be in the same segment. But really between you three, um, of course, there's always the, the, the overlords. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Like uh, Calfis. And then of course the, the early, early guys back in the day who on none of this podcast stuff was around. I mean, Rogan had barely put his out back in 11 and 10. I forget when he put his out really Joe Rogan, but um, I just love to see that just tells me that people are that hungry for ex- uh, extending knowledge no matter how long they've been in. I mean, I, I remember over the shows listening to both you and Naylor and Brian that, you know, people who are way more successful probably than us three will ever be uh, combined for the next lifetime. They listen to each one of the shows on a regular basis, you know, <laughs> it's, it's why it's wild when I, and I remember Keith Kalfas telling me that one day we're actually at Brian Fullerton's. He's like, What's going to blow your Keith? Like can't even have regular conversations. Got to be all epic about everything. He's like, Jameson, you don't understand. You don't understand. You know, he's like, we're we're just sitting there on the couch. He's like, you don't understand who's listening. He's like, it's going to blow your mind when you realize who's listening to your voice. Like, you know, these successful millionaire folks are listening to you, dude. And it's like, it kind of freaks you out when you think about it. So I I try not to think about it, but it it is wild to, to have somebody who's, very successful uh to tuning in it's it's fun i would say it even on the other side of the fence on that just for sake of content i would actually be kind of relieved well it's like they've already seen everything and they're giving and they just want to listen so you know what i'm just gonna say what i have to say knowing that i'm not gonna probably peg anything with these elites or probably getting to but they find entertainment and they find education and they find something out of our 
individual personality. That's what they like to listen to. So I just think, and again, that's what lassoed me into the whole thing. I wanted to be a part of the community, part of that brotherhood that gives honest, lasting uh, advice to the up and coming generations, um, even to the existing guys. I mean, between again, there's so I'm gonna, I'll just let everybody know right now. And I've said this already and I'll say it again. Y'all know who you are. I have plenty of friends, as do you. Lots and lots of friends in the social media podcasting world. I can't name all of them because if you name one, you got to name them all. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm highlighting you, Brian and Naylor. Uh, on this because that's essentially much like everybody else who's created content really after 2019, 2018, I'm sure y'all's fingerprints are somewhere inside of there. And if not, then they're probably, you know, they're probably on a different kind of wavelength. They're not in the green industry or, or, or whatever, but I just like to be part of that to add to that. Well, you're a big Dave Ramsey fan. Um, you know, that, that teacher's heart, You know, and I think all three of you guys have that teacher's heart and opportunities and friendships that y'all influenced via my own platform without even realizing it. I bring on the same kind of people they start or they're strengthened and they bring on those kind of people. And before you know it, what's the whole you raise the ships or whatever. Yeah. Rising tide raises all boats or something like that. (laughs) That's what I wanted to be a part of. And I I remember talking to you about that early on when we were setting everything up, um, putting the bones together for the for the podcast. And it's been exactly that, Paul, man. I mean, just the just the opportunities given uh, from your influence, Brian's influence, Naylor's influence. Here we are 100 episodes later. I can't say how many friends I have in the business. I can't tell you how much encouragement I've been able to give out and continue to be encouraged by you guys. And it's just something like you said. It's just something that someone can listen to and edify their thoughts and mind as they're mowing lawns, swinging hammers, uh, cutting trees down. And, you know, of course, you got to throw some other stuff in there. And I get it. But at the end of the day, you're educating yourself. You're constantly filling your head with hours and hours of of genuine uh, insight and, 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 and experience from all of us, you know, going out there. So, I, you know, that's that, that I'm, I'm so grateful for that, being a part of that now. So, um, I wanted to ask you, um, a lot of people may, I'd say most of my people know your story and everything, but just, if you would take just a couple minutes for some of those new guys coming on, uh, some of those new listeners that's coming across the Lone Star Lawn Talk and maybe don't know who you are and kind of your trek and history. Can you take a few minutes to kind of fill everybody out and the new, the new listener on just your base, your basic story and what led you into this? the the podcasting realm, man. Yeah. Well, before the podcast started in October of 2018, my actual lawn care business started in the spring of 2011. I was, I joke around and say I was broke, busted and disgusted, but I mean, I was broke and I was living in my friend's house, short story long. He was out West and I made a commitment to stay in his house and pay his mortgage while he was out West with his family and it was $928. I was fresh out of college and I didn't have a job. I, I was um, sell, flinging some vitamins. There's a company called Mel Luca. Um, I was selling them vitamins and uh, I, you know, I'd get maybe a 300 or $500 check here or there, but there was a delay on the check. And so I was, you know, doing garage sales and Craigslist. Like I'd, I'd be like, see something and I'd be like, Oh, I'd, I'd flip it on Craigslist. I mean, I was doing anything legally I could 
to try to make ends meet. And I just didn't have a steady job. And I had so much financial stress. I mean, my, my bank account had, you know, 200, 300, $400. And somehow I had to get it up to $928 to pay the rent. And then once I paid them, I'm back at zero. And then, and that would have been a glorious site. Cause sometimes it went negative. I remember being on the phone with bank of America, like my checking was minus like 200, 300. And then my savings was minus like, cause it would let you, if you go minus, you could go, <laughs> this is how broke yeah. I was. I could go and pull out money at Bank of America, like it'd be minus 60 and I'd put my card and I'd be praying, Lord, please. And I'd pull out 40 bucks cash. Oh, thank God. Now I'm minus a hundred in my bank, but I got 40 bucks in my cash to go get gas. I mean, I was broke, broke. It was so bad, man. And that's embarrassing. But, um, hey, you're surviving, man. Oh, it was you're tough. It was tough. Gotta eat. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, I remember calling Bank of America and, um, the, uh, I like begged the lady. I was like, listen, please. Can you just make them go to zero? And, uh, cause they were both, <laughs> they were both in the red, both negative hundreds of dollars. And she's like, let me see what I can do. And all this stuff. And I remember her saying, okay, it's all set. Check now. And my, you know, both counts were zero. And I it was the, the best, best in the world. moment ever <laughs> when I had zero dollars in my bank account. Cause it was better than seeing like minus $322 and then Minus 200. Oh, and, um, so that, and that's what keeps me doing this podcast is because I remember being broke yeah. and I was literally praying. I was walking in the neighborhood and I was praying. I was like, God help me. Like, I don't know. I don't know where, where to get a job. Like, I don't know what to do. And I was in this cul-de-sac and I was looking at this house and the yard was all overgrown and there was a for sale sign in the yard and I thought, well, this is interesting. Why would you have the yard hadn't been cut all year and it's for sale? I was like, who, who, who would buy a house that looks so raggedy like that? So I called the real estate number on the sign and a lady answered right away and said, hi, you know, so-and-so. And I said, and she said, I said, Hey, I'm calling you about the address here. She's like, Oh yeah, we know the yard's getting out of control. She's like, what's your price to cut it? And she thought I was a lawn care business trying to get some business. And so like it was literally was like a cartoon. The light bulb went off in my head and I was like <laughs> thinking real quick. When I was in high school, I'd cut my neighbor's yard, Frank for 20 bucks. I use his mower and just walk over there and mow it. And I put his mower back in his garage and give me a $20 bill. And I'm like, man, this yard's a lot bigger than Frank's. That actually sounds like a pretty good business. You know, Hey, buy your own mower. We'll just come through and mow it for 20 bucks front yard only, you know? Yeah, I know I did his front end back for 20 and he had a hill in his backyard, but I didn't, I didn't even know how to weed eat. I didn't even know how to start a weed eater. And, and I, it certainly didn't blow. I just, I would have the mower push the grass back in the grass. So it didn't go nice. on the driveway. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But I was mowing, then I'd go knock on the door, try to get my 20 bucks. He was always in a meeting. There's always some lame excuse. (laughs) I'd be like, give my 20 bucks. Come back. It'll be under the grill. Come back. So (laughs) I got, um, in the mail. I got, uh, sick. I quoted her 60 bucks. And, um, anyway, that job. How how tall was that grass? Let me ask. It was, it was, it was very tall. I mean, it hadn't been cut all year. What happened? It was like that weedy kind of, like that weedy stringy. It was a disaster. So I had a friend, I I ended up paying a friend 30 bucks. He came out with the skag and and he double cut it. Oh, snap. Just to skag to mow that down. Twice. He double cut it. And and I gave him 30 bucks. And then I had my other friend come out and we like mowed it. We eated it. We did like, 
I lost money on my first job. So anyway, those were my humble beginnings in lawn care. And I kept doing it. And I started eventually getting to a place where I could be a rat in a wheel. And I worked harder than anybody I knew. I, I would wake up in the morning. It'd be dark. I drive downtown. I don't suggest doing this, but I drive downtown Atlanta, pick up my, my worker. Then we drive up to my storage unit, get my equipment, and then we'd work all day. But the traffic's so bad around five o'clock, we would work usually till after five o'clock, drive back to the storage unit, put the stuff in. At this time, I'm so grassy, greasy, smelly, dirty, just yep. nasty. And now, and I don't have air conditioning in my truck. And I drive back to Atlanta, drop him off. And then it's dark outside. And I, I got bags under my eyes. I got people worried about me. Like my um, friends are like, hey, man, are you all right? Are you on drugs? I was like, no, I'm not on drugs. Well, your eyes are all red. And I'm like, I, I'm just <laughs> tired. For hours at a time, nobody hears you. I see with your eyes red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like, I know I literally had a guy say, hey, man, you, we noticed your eyes are kind of red. Are you, you, you doing drugs? And I said, no, dude. I was like, I'm tired. I need to sleep. I'm stressed out. And because um, I was working so hard every day. But my money was still at the same. I was stuck. I just couldn't get anywhere. I was a rat in a wheel. And so eventually I found Caleb Allman, John Pajak, um, Naylor Taliaferro. I wasn't a social media influencer. I didn't have a following. I had less than a thousand followers. And I, I wasn't, I had none of that stuff, but I just had found these guys and I was kind of being their friend. And for whatever reason, they were really nice back to me, especially Naylor. Um, and, and pay Jack. And he's like, Hey man, I, I can help you with your numbers sometime. And, and, uh, so John pay Jack, we hopped on a phone call and, and we went through all my numbers and he helped me and Caleb Allman, you know, he's running a million dollar business and I'm glorified Chuck in the truck. And he's again, none of these guys had social media followings are big. They just, I just knew that they had a lawn business and I would reach out to them and talk. And then we talked back and forth and we became friends. And then, um, in 2018, my other friend, Brian Ring, gave me a lawnmower. And, uh, I thought that was a, a really cool story there. A trailer. Yeah, because he knew I needed... It's amazing. He knew I needed a more efficient mower. I was, I was using a 30-inch Mark push mower, which was a great mower, but my yards really needed a 48 or 60-inch, mm -hmm. and I just I couldn't That's afford amazing. one. He's like, Polly, you need a bigger mower. And I, <laughs> sa I said, I don't have any money, Brian. Like, what? what no no kidding. <laughs> but, like, what? You know, like, I'm, I'm broke. And I, I am a Dave Ramsey guy, so... I, I didn't want to do the whole debt thing. And sure. it's interesting how if you if you try not to do debt, how God opens up doors for you. Cause he It's an amazing door open, man. I mean, for you, those out there who are in that situation even now, uh, and they haven't hit that point in their career yet or they're starting, it's a very real time in their life. And that's I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's just an amazing story. Yeah, but fair fair enough. I did try the Sheffield thing. I got rejected. So I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was honesty. See, that's why I love these guys. I remember I went. I remember I went one time and I was like, that? "Sorry about the technical difficulties there, Andrew." No, it's not a problem. Hey, excellence in broadcasting, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's technology. It's stuff made by mankind. So just do the best that we can, brother. <laughs> yeah. So what I was saying is, Brian gave me a mower, a forty-eight inch mower, and a trailer. But I had to fly from Atlanta to Minnesota. And for years, I had just been that rat in the wheel. I mean, I was going and going and going yeah. and going and going and going. And because my lawn care business wasn't as profitable as it needed to be, um, I had to go get a job at Carabas. So I'm working at Carabas in the evenings every night, pretty much every night. You won't go hungry. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and so it was so good for me to get away for a day. Like, it was awesome. I got on an airplane and I was like, I could actually breathe again. And like, I, you know, me and Ring went to Culver's and got a burger and fries. And, and then I got bit by a bunch of Minnesota mosquitoes. And then um, the next morning, I'm driving from Minnesota to uh, starting to come back to Atlanta. And the Lord actually spoke to me, gave me a vision as I was driving. I had a vision and I watched um, m- men in particular. Uh, and they were like in pickup trucks. They were in shops. They were uh, basically running lawn care businesses. And I could see on their radio dial in their trucks and and, and th- whatnot that they were listening to my voice. And at that time, I was actually working at a Christian radio station in Atlanta. So I was familiar with like my voice being on the radio, but it was, it wasn't that it was, it was something else. And, um, the vision ends and I'm back to like looking at the highway driving the U-Haul. And I've just felt like a real gentle little voice inside of me, kind of the Lord speaking to me say, if you build it, they will listen. And I knew that line from the movie, uh, the baseball movie, if you build it, they will come something like that. Like if you build a baseball field, the, the, the baseball players will come play baseball. So I knew what it meant. If I build a podcast, people would actually come and listen. And so I was like, man, that that's a great idea, God, but I don't have any time to make no podcast because I, I'm barely getting by with my, um, lawn business. It's, it's on uh, life support and um, I'm working at a radio station. I'm working at Carabas. I was, my life was a mess. And what would have made sense would be to um, eliminate things out of my life, not add anything more to my life. You know, I just had too much on my plate. So it didn't, didn't make sense to me. Well, I get back to Atlanta and Naylor just happened to be scheduled to come to my city to interview uh, somebody in Atlanta. His name's Matt LaMarche. And so I think Naylor felt guilty, like, well, if I'm in Atlanta, this Paul guy's always bothering me. I, I, I probably need to at least, like, say hi to him or whatever. So Naylor was so kind, and I was like, I'll take you out to Waffle House, man. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was awesome. I was broke, man, but I couldn't take him to Longhorn or nothing. But I took him to Waffle House. And hey, let's not discount Waffle House, okay? Come on. Well, I'm Come just on. saying, it's not – if you have someone come to your town to, – it's it's not the nicest restaurant. It's kind of Paul. If you wanted to save a buck, and I'm coming through Atlanta, and you want to take me to Waffle House, I will not look at you any differently. I will, I will eat that waffle. Well, thanks. Well, Aaron came to visit, and I said, I said, hey man, I was like, I, I was working, so I was like, here's a couple of burgers, man. I was like, why don't you cook us dinner? And I, I put him to work, man. He he grilled us oh, dinner. You made him grill us. Well, I made him grill grill my burger and his burger and and the corn. And uh, I'm literally, no, I I was on, uh, I was on a coaching call and I'm in my office and he's out cooking, cooking dinner for us. Oh man. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to blast Aaron on that now. Aaron's strong, ladies and gents. That's a, he gave, he he made a good, he made good, good (laughs) meal. So that's great. Okay. But anyway, we're at Waffle House and and Naylor's like, what's going on, man? I'm like, how's business or whatever. And I'm telling them how my life sucks and you know, just, (laughs) it's not going that good. And, and I was telling him about the podcast and Naylor's got this incredible intuition. Like he, he, he's very, um, I guess in, intuition is probably the right word. He intuitive. And so he said, I think you need to start the podcast. And he's like, go for it. And I was like, no, no, no. And he's like, Paul, you'd be great at this. And, uh, 
So he was literally my first interview. We did like three interviews in one sitting. And those are like my first few episodes. And I just set a goal in 2018. I was, and when I started my podcast, I mean, I wasn't an expert. I wasn't a whatever. I, I was just figuring this stuff out on the fly. And I was like, I'm just going to sh- share my story. And maybe some of the experts will be guests on my show. I'll reach out to them at least. And um, I made a goal to make 100 episodes. So congratulations on your 100 I said, I'm not going to evaluate how the show's going uh, download wise or anything like that. I'm just going to try to make a hundred episodes because I knew if I didn't make a hundred, I would quit. So I just kind of gamified it and made like a goal. Like I'm going to make a hundred and then we'll figure it out. And um, somewhere around episode 60 or 70, Jobber had DM me and said, Hey, we'd like to sponsor your podcast. And I was like, I thought it was a prank or whatever. I was like, okay, cool. You know? <laughs> and uh, he was a prank and he said, okay, cool. Oh man. Well, I said, I said, sounds, those spam calls, bro. <laughs> I said, sounds great or whatever. And then they're like, let's hop on a call and what's your email address. And they email me. And then, you know, I mean, my price I gave them was so low. It's, it's embarrassing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. Can you, can, can you humor us on that? I don't know anything about the pricing world. Well, I, I, uh, listener either, but yeah, I, 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 that, that first, uh, that first, uh, commercial, they got a good deal. We'll just, we'll just say that. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, nowadays, thank God we got, uh, some big, big boys sponsors. So, so, so you went from Chuck in the truck to Chuck in the studio, huh? Yeah. Well, I was, <laughs> the same mistakes. I, well, that's the well, thing about business is the principles are the same. You're right. Absolutely. And I didn't calculate, <clears throat> no, I'm going to have a podcast. Well, eventually I'm going to hire Mr. Producer. That costs money. All these microphones and soundboards cost money. Libsyn, where we upload the podcast, that costs money. Like all these expenses. And then, that's and right. then my time, how, how valuable is my time? And then, um, I didn't, I didn't calculate all of that. Like, Oh, well, this is actually worth this. I, I didn't, I didn't know my numbers for the podcasting business. Um, even though I was at that point figure figuring them out for the lawn business, I didn't correlate that. So, yep. So anyway, we started and, and then we just started cranking them out and, and now we're at 867. Um, I've grown as a business owner, as an entrepreneur along the way, people I think have listened or you know, complimenting like, man, dude, you're, you're really transforming and it's, it's happening publicly because I'm vulnerably sharing my story, um, with, with folks. And I've met so many amazing friends along the way. You mentioned Aaron Strunk and, and, you know, Jeremiah Jennings came up to me when I was down in your state in Texas at that Waco event. I had no idea who he was. He had like his, you know, his, uh, had his, um, his finger cast. On his, <laughs> yeah, he like walks right. up to me, flipping me off. I was like, Hey man, nice to meet you. I was like, Oh, sorry about my hand, man. I cut it, cut my finger off trimming a bush. And I'm like, okay, same, I'm, yeah, I'm Paul. Like, I walked, I walked right. I'm Jeremiah. I was like, nice to meet For all you. Those who, who aren't looking, this is on a zoom and pretty much is my hero and my hero in podcasting, just giving me the bird. Well, that was with Jeremiah. His, his, his cast just looked <laughs> yeah. so funny. Cause it was just like, sure. he's flipping. No, I, I was right there with you. Cause I, I, I was there. And mm-hmm. when I walked in for, when I was registered, when I had walked in Fullerton, a group of guys and he was sitting there and yeah. And we just got to talk in and him and his, um, I don't know if he brought us. Yeah. Savannah the time, was there. Savannah was there. That's mm-hmm. right. I did meet her later on. That's correct. 
but yeah, same thing. Yeah. That's when I first met him as well, right there, uh, in Waco. That was really cool. And, uh, no, I, I get it. I mean, that's just exactly what, I mean, the opportunities and the relationships that you've been able to uncover, come across while being, uh, I'll just call it a social media influencer now, um, in, in the way that you do it and the way that these other fellows do it is just amazing. And, and it's, it's, it's been able to tie all of us together, all, uh, you know, other people, I don't even know that y'all are reaching. Maybe one day we'll meet them. And that's what it's all about, man. It's all about, um, our boy Lamont Harris, uh, Harrison with Harrison property management, Pookie. Yeah. Um, he, his whole saying is it's deeper than it's deeper than grass. Right. Mm-hmm. And is that what, is that his, I don't, I want to yeah, coin it's deeper it than grass. Deeper than grass. It's deeper than grass. Yeah. And that goes along with everything that we're putting together here, you know, and it's just, it's just a one, one, it's an encouragement when guys out there are in the middle of your story, in the middle of ours and their, their story, they're in the middle of where you and I were at in those different areas of our lives. Hey, there is a silver lining. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to go. You got to have faith. You got to trust the Lord. You got to trust intuition and ultimately surround yourself with phrase that I'm trying to coin is, you know, keeping those axes sharp. You just got to keep, keep people like yourself, people that are in your, that are in your world that are trustworthy. You got to keep them around. We grow this community together and it's just going to continue to excel from there. Um, Paul, I mean, it's just amazing going from, going from, you know, a hundred hour work week, you're not making any money. You're, you're getting these visions, you're doubting the Lord saying, I don't know if I can do this all the way to now you're, you've got these amazing opportunities. I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many sessions and events you had to be at whenever I, when I saw you there at, uh, uh, equip expo, you were constantly, you and Fort Worth and everybody was just kind of flying back and forth to, to represent your brand and, 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 and be there for like uh, the different brands out there mm-hmm. as well as LAL 2020. And now you you're going to um, uh, the Spencer's. Um, uh, what, what were they putting on? In it's here? called the Spencer Pro Day event. And very grateful, Sean invited me up to uh, Worcester, oh. Ohio, and uh, we're going to hang out. Mike Andy's going to be speaking. I'm not sure the other speakers. Uh, Cole are sponsoring it, and uh, food and, and fellowship and, and some training. And what nice. I do at these events is I, I I just find a corner and bring my podcast equipment and I try to get in-person interviews. So I, you know, I, I selfishly go to get content. So um, he invited me and I was like, well, if I can podcast, I'll come. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get you a spot. So <laughs> he, he was sending yeah. me videos of like uh, by a fireplace where I can be podcasting up there. Oh, in Ohio, man, that'd so. be awesome. We know you need something that's easy to operate, comfortable and still brings great performance. The Kubota Z400 Zero-Turn Mower Series brings all that and more. You'll also love the large fuel tank, so you can keep on working without interruptions. Hey guys, Paul here, and I want to tell you about an exciting event happening here in Atlanta called Synced Live. The dates for the event are February 6th through 7th, 2023. That's a Monday and a Tuesday. It's going to start on Monday afternoon at 3 p.m. and then be all day Tuesday. I'm going to be there. Really looking forward to this expo. It's going to have 70-plus innovative products and services. There's going to be a drink reception on that Monday night, February 6th. And then on Tuesday, February 7th, guys, 
is at Sync Live. There's going to be demonstrations, educational sessions, and plenty of industry inspiration. Now, you can get your all-access pass to Expo and all the education sessions for only $99. This is the only event shaping the future by connecting all aspects of the landscape industry into one event. And it's in my city, Atlanta, Georgia, right across the street from our baseball stadium where the Braves play. So we want the next generation of landscape owners and decision makers to be there. I'm going to be there. Hopefully you will be as well. To register, all you got to do is click on the link in today's show notes. We hope to see you in Atlanta this February. Ever wish you could monitor your vehicles, drivers, and equipment in live time to improve routes, enhance job site planning, and save your business money? Well, with GPS TrackIt, your wish is our command. When you integrate GPS TrackIt with your company vehicles, you get a 24-7 view of your vehicles, so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency. It's money-saving, peace of mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to learn more. GPS Track It. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. And yeah. then and then the next month, January 28th, a free event, um, Caleb Allman is, is uh, having the grand opening of his shop in Carroll, Ohio, and uh, Naylor's hosting that, Kohler's sponsoring that one as well, and I'll be there podcasting, Lord willing, all day long um, in, in Caleb's um I'm going to try to make shot. it out to that. I missed That'd last be year. That'd great, we, yeah. We that lost a great. family member of ours last year, so that got in the way of that. Um, but I really, and that's on the 28th, you said, correct? That's at the end of January this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, January 28th. Uh, it's a, That's a, an open ticket, right? I mean, that's anybody can pretty much come. Anybody can come. Of, you don't have to be. Some people are shy and nervous, and they don't want to be on podcast. You don't have to be. We're not going to shove a microphone in your face. Like, if you just want to come and eat and Paul talk. won't. I might. <laughs> Talk shop with um, other other business owners. It's it's an open invitation to anybody in the community. Um, it's free event. Um, Naylor is very adamant about it being free, and then um, Kohler sponsoring it. So there'll be food and and what we're gonna do is um, just podcast all day because at these events we basically kind of podcast after the event or in the corner or whatever. You know how it is. You go to LAL yep. and it's like. You go to the vent all day and everyone's tired and you're like, hey, let's podcast. And then I was like, yeah, get lost. And uh, it's hard. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Naylor and I were talking about that. He's like, well, why don't we just make an event where the main thing we do is podcast? And so Jeremiah's coming up, um, a, a fence guy named Dan Wheeler. He's coming over. Yeah, um, He'll be podcasting. He's in a different industry, the fence industry, obviously. Um, Kayla and Brittany will be there. It's, it's at their actual new, new, new shop that they built, which is a really cool. If you're on Instagram at almond landscape, LLC, 
really cool yeah, to see that shop. Grow. That thing's amazing. I watched Mitchell's grow from from breaking Same. ground to to grow. Yeah. Then I watched Caleb go, and and yeah. now I'm like, you know, on my vision board, like, yeah, I, I want to be that one. I want one of them too, you know, one day. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, that's a but it's been fun. Of, that's a lot of lawns there. <laughs> yeah, it's um uh really cool to watch. Mitchell and, 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 um, the almonds, all the hard work they put in, but yeah, that, that event's completely free. Um, then <clears throat> a few weeks after that here in Atlanta, a couple weeks after that in Atlanta, February, maybe sixth and seventh, uh, there's a new event called sync live. Um, it's in my city, downtown Atlanta. Just heard that on your show. Yeah. I yep. just heard that. <clears throat> Tell, can, so, can you go into that a little bit? Cause that sounds like a pretty <clears throat> cool one too. Yeah. Good they, value on that one. Yeah. They, they're a magazine. Uh, it's, it's, it's got a heavy base on, on design build, but they also definitely focus on maintenance as well. And so they're bringing in a bunch of design build teachers like uh, Joe Langdon and just a bunch of guys that are really smart and, the way they have it set up, it's like a GIE or Quip, where there's the trade room show floor. Um, I actually was just down there last uh, week or two ago. I was actually at the venue. And then they actually have the training on the trade room show floor as well. So imagine like at a Quip, instead of it just being all booths, it being like booths plus plus like an area where they have training. And so uh, throughout the day, like you can go to to hear somebody teach on a topic that you want to hear about. And then when you're not doing that, you can just walk the trade room show floor and see the, the company's Sounds products fun. and stuff. And then it's a lot community related there. We're going to go to dinner on that, um, that first night. And then, um, there'll be a drink reception that first night actually in the trade room show floor. So, uh, you, you guys that, uh, want to come out to the reception, will just be hanging out. And then, um, all day Tuesday, I'll be trade room show floor. And, and I'm going to be actually on the panel like we did at Equip. I'll, I'll be like that's cool interviewing the the smart guys. Um, so they don't and ask. That's just part, yeah, that's part of the highlight there, man. It's just <clears throat> going from chucking the truck, all the good old stories, you know, all that stuff, not knowing anybody in the business and being that guy kind of where I'm at now trying to get on every on the, all y'all's good graces, you know. Hey, 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 you know. Yeah, but, but now being being part of – these these being part of these conferences, being part of these areas, being invited. And I mean, it's just opened up so many doors for you, man. I mean, you're literally you've literally almost and we'll dive into this in a second, replaced your career of lawn and landscaping with uh, the pod, the podcasting world. Well, there was such a need where guy, the relatability to my story, guys felt like they could approach me and be like, Hey man, I, I don't, I'm, I'm broke too. You know, like, I, I don't know my numbers either, man. Like, hey, help way. me, you know? And, and so I started showing guys like, oh, well, here's what you do. And, and I started, um, it, it actually all started with the price increase letter. I would get so many messages and guys would be like, hey, man, you always talk about how you raise your prices with this letter or whatever. Can you like send it to me or whatever? So I was like, sure. You know, maybe I sent it out. You you first like 20 guys know I just like emailed it to him. I was like, hey, here you go. And then uh, Julio Tomei, um, he has the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. He's like, you could just throw it up on a website and then they could download, they could like buy it and download it. And I was like, really? He, he's, I was like, you think someone would actually buy my, my template that I sent out to my customers? And he's like, Oh yeah, man. I did. I did. And, and uh, it works. It works so good. Yeah. And I said, I, I was like so skeptical. I was like, no one's going to buy it. Cause the first 20 guys, I was, I was flattered that they would want my, my letter. Cause I was like, it works for me. I think <laughs> it'll work for you. Like I told the one guy, I was like, don't forget at the end when it said, um, thanks Paul. I was like, don't forget to change out your name. So then when I put it available for sale, I, I put like insert name here, you know, instead of it being my name. So 
Well, anyway, I threw the, I threw that up there. I made the most raggedy website, greenindustrypodcast.com. It was horrible. The, the first iteration of it. I mean, it was raggedy and, uh, people started <laughs> I don't, buying I don't remember, it. I don't remember that. Oh, that's I mean, great. I remember it was, it was rough. People started <laughs> buying my template that I just emailed out to my customers to let them know of how I'm absorbing all these expenses in my businesses way pre COVID. It was just, uh, stuff was going up back then, but you know, you know, Obama was the president, honestly, back when this stuff was happening. That's how far back this well, was. It's been a while. Yeah. When my price increased later, I remember the president of the United States with Barack Obama. Like that's how far, like far back the price Damn. increase letter template was, you know what I mean? And, um, so anyway, I, I craft a letter. I send out to my customers. I start talking about my podcast. Like, you know, what really helped was when I, when I let my customers know that I'm raising their prices and people start asking me about it. And then I make the template available and people start buying it. And then they start messaging me like, thanks so much, man. I sent it out. And a hundred percent of the people I raise a price. I'm doing the same amount of work and I'm making 15% more money. Whatever. I'm getting all these testimonies. I'm like, dang. And then I, I started getting all these people asking me questions. And I realized I don't have time to answer all these questions. So I started doing one-on-one coaching calls. And then guys are like, Oh, sign me up again. Like, let's, let's go, you know? And, and I was like, I just started seeing the need guys wanted to know their numbers. Guys wanted guidance. And what, what I realized is there, there's an opportunity to be a, a counselor or guidance, you know, gu- guide people to how to, you know, get things in order. I just did a coaching call with someone who lives here in Atlanta, Andrew. And I, I told him, I said, dude, you're making every mistake that I made. And I was like, the great news is we're having this call and I'm going to show you how to get your billing. Amen. I mean, he was all over the place with this billing. I was like, how do you, how do you collect your money? And he's like, well, you know, and, and he's like, cash, Zelle, cash app, Zelle, PayPal, um, um, Venmo, uh, cash, che- most guys checks. Like you're just going through this list. And I was like, what's your billing policy? Cause I knew he didn't have one. He was like, well, just, they, they, they pay me one way or the other. And I was like, I, I was like, well, if, what if someone like, if you sold your business, how would the new business owner come in and collect? And oh, they, it was so mumbo jumbo or whatever. So like, all right, let's, let's get everyone's card on file. I actually learned that from Jonathan Potashnik, the lung care millionaire back in like two, 2016, that yeah. dude was on a whole other level. Um, city turf. He was like yeah. card on file only. We don't collect he's in, cash he's in my backyard. Absolutely. Yeah. I we mean, don't, they didn't collect uh, cash I, or check. Only yep, card on file. Yep. And this was like 2016. And now there's guys in 2022 that are, are still collecting cash and check and, and or lack thereof than chasing money. And it's like, you know, so, so anyway, me teaching someone how to get a credit card on file with a, with a CRM, like mm-hmm. to you and me, we're like, well, everyone's doing that. Duh. Like, you know, of course. And no, it's not <laughs> like there's people that are learning this stuff. And so I there's have still that playing field of professionals out there that don't know that this is an option out there. Right. I had a guy call me one time and he was owed 90 oh. grand. I did a coaching call. The guys, he's like, oh, I, I'm God. collecting money. And, and I was like, well, how much is oh. owed to you? And he's like, I got about 90 grand out there. And I was like, 90 grand. I was like, how many customers oh. you have? He's like, I think it was like 500. And I was like, dude, that's a lot of customers. That's a lot of money. I was like, all right, well, Let's get jobber, you know, and let's get it set up. And um, so I I say all that to say that the need started pulling me to where it was like, I can help a lot of people get their business going. And, and, and it was a really big turning point for me as I was talking to Brian Fullerton one day, he's like, Hey man, you got to look at it this way in your lawn care business. What do you serve? And I was like, about 50 customers. If you throw in the mulch and the the flowers and some one-off stuff and then all the regular mow wedge trim blow 
you know, on a given year, 50 is a round number, you know, and um, he, he's like, and how many downloads do you get podcasting or whatever? I'm like I fit, at the time it was 50,000. And he's like, okay, you can influence 50 customers in Atlanta who you do well, but you're neglecting 50,000 people that are tr- turning to you that need you more mm-hmm. than them. Like anybody could go put their mulch out, but like you have, God's given, put you in this position where it's like, you, you're not taking it serious. Basically is, is he, he, he's kind of a blunt brash, like kind of in your face kind of way of saying it. I'm kind of uh, tidying it up to sound a little more polished, but basically it's like, dude, you got to take this more serious and help people better. You know what I mean? And so I really started retooling everything and just being like, how can I serve this community? And it has turned into, um, I'm trying to systematize it. I mean, I literally, Andrew, I could wake up in the morning, get on Instagram for nine hours and I could just DM all day long, answering guys' questions and and helping. And and so I have to, I have to kind of systematize it with ways where I don't burn myself out, where I can have um, the best of me to offer uh, to the podcast and to the, um, the various ways that we're, we're figuring all this out of how we can best help provide this information and, and help people. But it's, it's turned into a whole another thing. And then the, then another layer. So once we get to there, I'm like, okay, I'm, this is wild. Then the next thing, you know, I, uh, Lowe's reaches out to me and John Deere reaches out to me. Like, they, like they reached out to me. I didn't reach out to them. Not that I would, I mean, I'd work with them either way, but you know, it's like, how am I on their radar? You know, like that's something else. And I wanted to, I'm glad you brought that up. Can you explore that just a little bit, man? Cause that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's big players. I mean, that's, that is, that's big well, time. Lowe's is, <laughs> Lowe's is a 50. There's like a top 50 companies in the world. I, I believe they're in the top 50 and uh, you know, John Deere, they do 50 or so billion dollars a year in revenue, which is if, if there's 50, if you do, if you do 50 billion, um, oops. Uh, sorry. I'm getting a text. If you do $50 billion a year in revenue, there's 52 weeks in the year. That's like a billion dollars a week. <laughs> That's crazy. That's fun. so I, it's been fun chat. You know, it's been fun working with, with companies like that. And it's just That's like, neat. it's wild how fast it all happened. Cause it was like yesterday, me and Naylor at, at waffle house, you know, and, and here we are, you know, Lowe's and John Deere and, and, and I know that I'm leaving out, you know, the Kubota, Toro, Exmar, the list goes on and on. The, the main players in our space are, sure. are taking notice of our podcast and, and we obviously keep it family friendly and we make it brand safe. And so we're, uh, and obviously we try to have the most, you know, helpful, knowledgeable information. And I think brands want to, want to partner with that. So it's been a lot of fun. I love it. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I remember, I remember seeing uh, Keith Kalfas. I remember seeing some of these bigger brands approaching him. And then I started seeing yours on your social media, some guys, some brands like that approaching it. Well, I started seeing you advertise on stuff like that. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is so great being a part of this community now. Um, me looking back, you know, cause that's been about a year back now and y'all were already kind of high, highfalutin. I mean, you're kind of already in the maturing process and your shows, um, I mean, that's just, that gives me encouragement. That gives others out there encouragement. It's all about the same thing. And that's, I mean, that, and that was actually one of my questions. It was, you know, what the, the opportunities given kind of what do you see in the future? And that pretty much paints it all right there. That actually is able to 
that aside that endorsement of that and kind of endorsement. And then of course with that uh, sponsorship or whatever, that just enables your artillery that much more to talk to the little guy, to talk to the guy that's struggling, to make content like that, to continue to reach out to those folk out there that they may be the next LMN. You never mm-hmm. know who we're talking to. You never know who you're talking to. They may be the Mark, Mark Bradley of LMN. Is that his, is that yeah, his name? Started at 21 years old with the wheelbarrow and a shovel and built a, his, his landscaping business doing 50 million a year. Which shoot, I, I just had this young man on here a few episodes back. Uh, I met him, um, Heyman. I think it was his uh, Heyman Lawn Care. Um, I might be getting his his name screwed up there. But he's a kid. Mm-hmm. He's in high school. He he has he has a, a big operation going there, and he hasn't. He's not even out of high school yet, you know. And he listens to all these all these things. You just never know. So mm-hmm. all that all that's doing is 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 making it more possible for you to get out there and well, I, I say live the dream, <laughs> but you're, you're encouraging everybody else out there. So your experience, your Chuck in the truck experience, my Chuck in the minivan experience is much more limited when these other new guys out there are starting to come up, you know, and that's what I'm grateful for. That's why I wanted you on the show uh, to celebrate the the hundredth, the hundredth episode, because guys, this is real stuff. These are real success stories. These are real principles that you need to hone in to listen to on how you can navigate to this kind of stuff. Paul, where do you see this going in, in the next five years with, with the Green Industry Podcast? You're now an author. I forgot to mention that. I'm sorry. You're, uh, you're, you've got several books out. I've seen your books there in the background. Remind me, you got your books out. You got this, um, you got this uh, rate increase letter, which I wanted to go back to. I'm sorry. I want to go back and talk about that just for a second more. That is something that it it uh, it uncovers and it helps along guys like myself in the past who it's a real thing. You worry about going to raise prices. Oh, I'm going to lose clients or uh, it's going to hit my business. I'm just going to get shot down. That's that's training wheels. That is literally you're selling training wheels to the guys out there to let them make what you know what they're worth, because I was years ago when I started in 09, just a few years before you did, bro, I didn't change. I set my price at like 30, 35 bucks for a weekly mo. And by the time you started your business, <laughs> guess where my price was? Same. 30. Oh man. And it wasn't until 18 and 19 where I uncovered that. And I, I purchased that for myself within a month, mm-hmm. within a month, it went up like 10%, you know? Uh, so I'm grateful for that. So thanks for being ballsy enough <laughs> to put something like that out there because not everybody would, I mean, everybody would be well, intimidated. A, a lot of people ask me like about it. I was like, it was really simple. Just like tell them you got to absorb all these expenses you have. And, 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 and they're like, well, just tell me what to say. And I'm like, well, just, I'm like telling them and they're like, well, just can you write it down for me? And I was like, I'll just email it to you. And so it's like, guys get so, it's so intimidating. And, and then they get the, the, the price increase letter template and they're like, that's pretty straightforward and simple. Like, man, I didn't think about it. It's it's very simple. It's like, don't overthink this thing, but you got to say it professionally and concise. And then, and then you send it out and then boom, you get, most folks get a hundred percent conversion. I think Lamont Hairston had a guy who's like, were you drunk when you wrote this? And he got, he got, there's a funny story behind. He got, he got rejected by one, but even if you get nine people, let's say you send out to 10 people and you get nine of them to say yes. You're, you're now next year, you're only, you're doing nine properties, but you're earning more money than if you were to do the 10. 
And, and guys who get real nervous, I was like, well, and let's say they have 50 yards. I was like, all right, we'll send it out to 10 people first and get back to me and tell me what your conversion rate is. And then they come back and like, dude, we're 10 for 10. I was like, all right, now send it to the, the other 40. Now that you're, 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 you're realizing that it, um, it's reasonable to raise your prices every year. It's just so many people start out cutting the grass for 45 bucks. And then they just keep that price. Cause they're, they're terrified. They're going to lose the customer. And, um, that's just not how you, that's just not how businesses work that are successful. Chick-fil-A um, or McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever they've, yeah. they haven't gone, they haven't kept their prices the same. It's, it's incrementally always goes up just a little bit. Well, that's a heavy part of your story. If I can remember right, you were sitting with a, a client at the time or someone who sat and ran the numbers oh, for yeah. you. The wife made you a good steak and all that yeah. good stuff. And that basically he looked, looked up at you and said, how are you making it? How are you? He, he put yeah. his, he put his glasses. Now he used to work for Brightview, which used to be called Brickman. So that, so that's right. Yeah. He, he knows the numbers of the biggest company by far the biggest lands, lawn care landscaping company in, in, in America. Yeah. So he knows how they run their numbers and how organized they are. And they, they got their, their stuff together. Brightview. Love them or hate them. They, they, they know what they're doing. And so he had glasses on and he's looking, he's, I have all my numbers. He's got his calculator out and he's like typing and he's looking. And I, I thought I was doing pretty good, honestly. Like I literally, I'm literally doing the Atlanta Falcons coaches and players. Like my houses are million dollar, nice houses. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, I feel the same way. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. Like I, 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 I didn't know what, what was about to transpire. So he puts his glasses down, Andrew. And literally his wife could just sense like, this isn't good. Cause she like stops, like the spatula is like in her hand, like time froze. She's like, <laughs> uh Oh, and his glasses, his glasses are on the tip of his nose. And I'm sitting over here and he just stares at me and my heart's oh, like, man, I thought, I thought I was going to, yeah, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And his wife like stops cooking. She's like, she's get she's nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. And his glasses are on the tip of his nose and he's staring at me. And he said, how are you paying your bills? And, and he just, he stared at me and I was like, well, things are kind of tight. And he's like, tight. He's like, how do you have any money? He's like, this, this is, this is horrible. And, and, and cause he's comparing to how Brightview analyzes right. their numbers. And he's like, he's like, you're making $29. <laughs> he, he showed me an example of uh, Beverly's yard. He's like, you're making $29 per man hour on this property. And I was like. He's like, the industry average is 45, Paul. He's like, you need to be making more than that with your, all your stuff you got going on. And, and he's like, and then he goes to the next one. He's like, this is, and he, and he just drills me. In, and uh, I felt like the biggest loser ever. And he said, I was like, well, what do I do? And he said, the only reason you've been making it is he's like, you've been doing these sod jobs where I was, I was doing sod jobs, five, 10, $15,000 sod jobs. And I was very profitable on those. So he's like, let me show you. He said, you did this side job, right? 12 grand. And, and he showed me all the materials and all this. And he's like, you did really good on that job. He's like, you, you, you made a really good profit on that job. But he's like, what's happening is you're literally, your lawn maintenance division is literally losing money. You'd be better if you weren't doing any of those. But he realized, the, 
I'm getting the sod jobs because everyone knows I do a good job on the maintenance. like immaculate work. It just the prices were way too low. So he showed Sod's me. Sod's carrying your business pretty much. The, huh? the sod and mulch and all the enhancement jobs were so good oh. that that they they kept me afloat because the maintenance was so bad. It was it was it was in the red for sure. And so what his summary was at the end of that night, I was like, well, what do I got to do? He's like, you have to raise your prices on all your lawn maintenance customers immediately. But the problem is you basically got to like, you know, double the price, right? Like that's how bad it was. So he's like, I don't think they're all going to get you. That's to what, what I was getting to is to that what? point right there. But he's like, you need to write him a letter, explain all this to them. And some of them aren't going to be happy to pay you this, but if they call whoever, like a legit company to come in, that's what the legit company is going to charge them. So, and I, he basically like, you're going to lose some customers because you're going to have to raise their prices so substantially. And I was like, well, how do I do that? He's like, well, just write him a letter. He's like, you know, craft something up, send it to me. I can help you or whatnot. And I called, I wasn't using Gulf Coast bookkeeping at that point. I had another company. So I called them and I'm like, Hey, I need to write a letter to my customers of how to raise my prices. Can you help me out? And they're like, sure. You know, so they like, they like wrote a rough draft and I had a few different eyes on my very first one. Now what, what's available at the green industry podcast.com now, Andrew has been sorry for the technical difficulties there, guys. I am getting so frustrated with this roadcaster pro two. It it's been acting up and it's very frustrating. The roadcaster pro one was, I did like 800 episodes on that thing. And I don't think I ever had a problem. Got this, oh. got this upgraded roadcaster pro two and it, it cuts out in the middle of my episode. It sucks. Wonder if it's a uh, got like a line of lemons. There's like a line of lemons that went out from production or something. I ran into the same thing halfway through my season this year. We were talking about that a little bit, and guys, it is what it is. You know, it's technology. It's all made by humans. So, but uh, it's all good. We're back on track now. Yeah. I don't even remember what we're talking about, but uh, we, we can we can wrap we can start to land the plane, man. I'm, yeah, I was this isn't, say, Joe, I, this isn't yeah. Joe Rogan, man. We uh, <laughs> I got to go eat dinner. And, we got another two hours to go. No, Rogan ended up, I don't know? know how they do that, man. I'm exhausted. <laughs> nah, man. You're wearing me out. My, my shows well, are usually 25 minutes, man. So I you are just warming up. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate you hanging in there and, and giving your testimony yet again. And it just chalks up to, to the appreciation I have for for your guidance and uh, and uh, friendship uh, through this last year meeting you guys and really just still staying transparent, transparency, still staying transparent and honest with um, with me as you do the community and all that. And it's just been a big and I've been able to filter that out to my audience and you know we cross pollinate sometimes here and there and it's just been it's just been a, it's been a treat for me and i appreciate you kind of kicking me off here in january and being a part of the life of uh, uh the lone star lawn talk uh podcast here man it's been awesome well before you jump off of here i got a couple things i want to ask you before you leave um what kind of do you have a word of encouragement you'd like to throw my way or in a word of encouragement you like to throw the throw the way of the listener Ooh, we, um, I, I think it covers all I know, but yeah, I think one thing that we say a lot on my show or my guests say a lot on my show, Andrew, is to know your numbers and to be intimate with your numbers, to, to really understand the, the business financial side of things. Most of the coaching calls that I do where I, I'm talking to somebody, it's, it's normally number side related, 
Um, Most guys are pretty good at mowing. Uh, If you have sharp mower blades, you know, you can lay down pretty good uh, stripes, you know, and a lot of guys take pride in in doing excellent work. Some guys don't. Some, Some yards I drive by, I'm like, man, that's, you know, that's not that good, but um, <laughs> most people want to do quality work and, yeah. and I was doing quality work and, um, years I was that rat in the wheel. So my, my advice is as fast as possible. And I'm thankful for rich having the courage to, to get up in my checking accounts. Like it, it, it was difficult for me to print out all my checking account statements and bring those to him and put them on the kitchen table and to let him see where, what was coming in, what was going out. And I had more information than that. My profit and loss statement I brought to him and I brought to him my time log because I was tracking my time, but as quickly as possible, whether it's a Megan and Joey from the landscaping bookkeeper, or it's somebody locally who knows is a, is a successful business owner. Like I had with rich, like you need somebody to look into your numbers and, 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 and help make sure that you're, you're charging correctly and, that you're running your business side of things well. So I think that's the biggest mistake that I'm noticing guys making. And the problem with Instagram and, 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 and a lot of these folks is they just try to look like they have it all together. And that's why I don't, now I'm making a lot of money and I'm not going to beat around the bush. Nowadays I'm, I make pretty good money. Um, but those early days I wasn't. And because I wasn't, and I, I've vulnerably shared the, um, the difficulty times, people have kind of, I think, felt safe to come to me and been like, Hey man, help me out, you know? And, um, but you get on Instagram and it just looks like everybody because they got the the shiny fancy stuff that yeah. they got it all together. But the guys with the real money, Andy Motor, you know, that guy's a millionaire debt free. He doesn't, but his stuff's not all brand new and perfect. You know, a lot of his mm-hmm. stuff's used and old, but he's, he's built a mighty fine business up there in Indiana. And, and he's, um, you know, and then so anyway, I'm just saying, uh, in Texas, I think you guys say big hat, no cattle, like guys, right. guys got a big hat, but they got no cattle, but the real That's rich right. guy who's got the ranch and multi-millions, he just wears overalls and got an old pickup truck, you know? And that's kind of how it goes in the lawn care business world. Um, you, you just got to figure out your numbers. One thing that, and this is kind of a little tangent off of that. I learned a valuable lesson in sales when I sold jewelry at, for a family jeweler here back in about 20, 2006, 2005, somewhere in that area, uh, far, be, far before I got into lawn care. Um, mm-hmm. On that note, you know, those, uh, you know, big hat, you know, little cattle or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, gentleman walked into the showroom, cut off, cut off pants. He had a decent car enough. It wasn't like a Mercedes or a high end two and a quarter you know, it wasn't a 250,000 car or anything. Walked in. He just looked, look, he looked busted. He looked broke, busted, and disgusted, Paul, mm-hmm. <laughs> in my purview. And I kind of wrote him off and just pushed him on to, in so many words, I pushed him off into another salesman, went to the back to finish up some stuff. Guy walked out that day with an 18 carat $15,000 presidential Rolex. Wow. And Valuable lesson I learned that day. <laughs> you know, that's you that alludes to what you're saying. He he probably knew his numbers and he mm-hmm. didn't care enough to um that's what Dave Ramsey says, you know, I don't wear a tie. I don't wanna. <laughs> I don't need to, yeah, right? He's worth Same hundreds with, of millions of dollars. Exactly. And this guy here, you know, um, he was able within a window of a half hour come in 
look around and pick that up and drive away. That just told me he could do whatever he wants. And he's, you know, he's dressed that way because he has those, those. So don't ever judge a book by its cover when it comes to something like that. I learned a valuable lesson and that chalks up to knowing your numbers. You can be that same guy after that. That was kind of my dream. I wanted to go in and buy a high end vehicle and cut offs and a, and a, and a tank top one day, you know what I'm saying? See nice. how I'd be treated, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and one, I want to share one piece of advice with you as a please. podcaster. Thank you. Yes, I, I heard this from a sports uh, radio personality and I thought, man, that's great, great advice. And he said, and I know you got your little questions and, and whatnot uh, that you asked your guests, but here's what he, he, he said. He says, when you're interviewing somebody, you're, you're on a highway and those questions that you have, and I know Naylor has like a cards and there's different podcasters have their kind of go-to questions that you have to kind of guide the interview. And that's fine. That's the highway. That, that's the road you're on. But sometimes while you're, you're interviewing somebody, they're going to give you an exit ramp. They're going to say something interesting or, 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 or a story or something. And what this, this successful sportscaster said, get off that exit ramp. When they, when they say something intriguing or whatever, go with it. And, and, and don't worry about your, your planned list of questions that you always ask your guest or whatnot. If, 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 the, if the guest gives you a great exit ramp, take that thing and there might be a gem of a story. And the reason I say that I have 860 or so episodes. And what happens is when people come up to me at events and they say, Hey man, I love that episode with you and Calphus, man, when you were talking about God, or I love that episode where you were, you were talking about this story. And it's always, it's never been one of the questions where I ask somebody, well, tell me about your wow. business. It's always, we get, we get off an exit ramp and it wasn't intentional. They just, they said something and then we went deeper in that. And when I'm at these events and people, and I love when you guys, you know, come up to me at a quip or whatever and say, I listen to the show, but I, I'm always like, uh, I'm not like having a notepad. I'm like writing down what you say, but I'm, I'm processing what people say. And one thing I've noticed, Andrew, is they always tell me about an episode when we were, we were off in the weeds, if you know what I mean? Like we were, <laughs> sure, we, yeah. we were, it, it, it went, it oh. went off script. And so, wow. um, that's my advice to the, it wasn't my advice. It was the, the successful sports broadcaster. He, he said, I, of course, I always got my, my highway and I can, you know, it's, I can keep things going. If the conversation gets dull, I know how to bring it back with this question, you know, that you ask and then get, get, keep things going. But when that guest that you're interviewing gives you that gem and that, that exit ramp, don't feel pressure that you got to ask the next question. Just, just let that story ride. And you never know, it might turn into a, it might turn into a masterpiece and that's what guys enjoy listening to. So um, I'm getting that's better great. at that, but um, that's, that was a great piece of advice from a very successful uh, Cleveland Brown sports talk host. <laughs> I, I, that's my, uh, I listen to Cleveland Browns uh, daily. Uh, anyways, right. Wait, it's a waste um, of time, but it's, 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 uh, it's one of my uh, things I'm working on in life. You know what? I mean, from a pro to a newbie like myself, and I'm still a newbie. Y'all been doing this for quite some time. I will absorb any and every advice given my way. I will never stop learning and something like that. And I'll be able to share that with somebody uh, in the future. And again, uh, rising tides, raids all ships or whatever. It's the same thing. And I appreciate that. I'm going to coin that and I'm going to store that away. And I'm going to be very cognizant of that. And I've kind of found myself in those situations, but with the 
with the with the drive for etiquette, trying to be like you guys and making sure I'm giving the best content out there. I always feel like maybe there's been times where maybe I just let it go and we went that way. There's been more so times I would say the other where, oh, okay, that's great. Well, back to the <laughs> topic at hand or back to this. So that's good to it's good to know that um, you know that that's something that we need to be kind of open and aware about. Paul, I know I've, I've had you in here going on an hour now, and I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to coming on this Tumbleweed show and 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 celebrating this 100th episode. And thank you for being, yet again, a crucial uh, part to the development and the foundry of uh, of the Lone Star Lawn Talk. I'll be a forever grateful, as I'm sure all the listeners are. But uh, before I let you go, I've had you on the show a couple times before, but I've never asked you, man. I don't think I ever asked you the getting to know the softer side of the lawn care professional portion. <laughs> I don't Have I ever asked you that before in times past? I don't remember. <laughs> few questions to kind of get to know Paul as the individual. We already see not, not the, not the well-known author or the dynamo podcaster and all that, but Paul is an individual. Um, real quick. What would your last meal be? What is your favorite cuisine? My man. Yeah, definitely not meatloaf, um, bro. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, erase this, and we can start all over. <laughs> I like uh, I just like a medium rare steak and uh, asparagus, uh, or or some fresh vegetable, um, probably. Well, we're we're the same there. I said that to somebody just the other. I think it was actually Aaron. I said that to uh, a steak, and and he said some good season. Uh, some good seasoned veggies or something. I'm like, yeah, and some asparagus. He's like, no, no. So now you one, and I got some common place yeah, there, one, brother. One, one thing that's interesting <laughs> about the power of audio and podcasting, whenever I mention food <laughs> on the show, like if I talk about going through Chick-fil-A or, or yeah. whatever, then I get people messaging me like, oh, man, you were talking about that steak and asparagus. So I had to go and make steak and asparagus. It's like it happens like it's scary how how frequently that happens. I Whatever food I mention on the show, I'll get screenshots or people will message me and be like, man, you were telling me about that. And I just had to go get that. And and it's just like <laughs> weird. Awesome. Yeah. Secondly, Paul, what is um, if you have one? I know you're a real grown up now and you've probably got a lot. Go you've got a lot going on. You may not have time for any of this, but if you have one, if you have a favorite TV series, if you have a favorite cinema, what would that be? It's just sports. I, I like watching um, college football playoff. My, my Ohio State Buckeyes play the Georgia Bulldogs. So, I, you know, I look forward to watching that game. But um, I, I don't have I couldn't name you the TV series or binge watch this series or that I, I honestly have no idea. I, last time I was in that world, it was Seinfeld and friends on Thursday night on NBC. It was in the nineties. So um, not a TV consumer or Netflix or HBO or whatever the, the Hulu, I don't know all the things. I, I don't have any of that crap, but I do get suckered in. No, I don't want to say it's crap, but I, 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 I have too much going on that I, if I can watch one football game on a weekend, that would be a, you know, a success, if you will, with just how much I got going on with time, time management and all these opportunities and stuff. So not, I kind of, I kind of knew that going into it, but I was like, you know what, maybe there's one stored away. Yeah. I have <laughs> it on my schedule to watch Georgia or something. <laughs> yeah. I have it on my schedule to watch Georgia versus um, Ohio state football game. Um, the family I used to live with would always watch the Andy Griffith show. 
And so I enjoyed, they lived on 35 acres, just a good old family. And I would, you know, sometimes I'd watch that with them. Um, and then when I did watch TV back in the day, Seinfeld uh, was my favorite show. It was on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. on NBC um, when I was in school. And I, I always thought that show was funny, how they brought everything together at the end. I, I, I just thought it was a masterpiece. So That's cool. That's one of my favorites is Seinfeld, most definitely. Uh, I like last George li- Costanza. He's funny. <laughs> well, that's Larry David, man. That's that's his personality. I, I yeah. got into the Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was an offshoot of that. Mm-hmm. And it's basically Larry David, Life of Larry David. And that's it. This is basically watching George Costanza the whole <laughs> the whole series. That's what it was. Um we kind of hit on some of this already, but I'm just gonna ask you up front and see um see if maybe I get a different answer out of it. Something uh something memorable, something memorable that's been told to you, a memorable event. Uh, something that just sticks out in your life that you'd like to share. Yeah. Well, the most memorable thing would be the gospel. I, uh, I was, I was headed to hell, Andrew. And, you know, people told me about Jesus and and his blood. And I, uh, you know, when I was 2004, I was 18 years old. I was a bad, bad young man. And uh, I, someone told me about Jesus and I, you know, tried to live for him um, ever since then. So the the gospel and and what Jesus did on the cross for for my sins to be forgiven, um. So when I die, you know, hopefully the Lord will let me into heaven, um, because of what Jesus did on the cross. Um, that's that's the greatest, most memorable news that I've ever heard, um, and and is more powerful than any any business nugget business nugget you'll hear on my show is that um Jesus made a way for us to have eternal life. That that is by far the most memorable thing ever in my life. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you're bold enough to share that, to share that on the, on open radio and open sound waves. That's, that's where, you know, it's not, hopefully he'll let you in. It is the most. Well, I was reading something today, man. It was scaring the crap out of me. It was like, um, I forget. I don't know where the story is in the Bible, but it's basically like how they're having a party and there's people on the outside knocking, like, let us in, let us in. And they're, he's like, no, it's too late. And, uh, you know, there's, there's stories where Jesus is like, I never knew you away from me. You who practice lawlessness. Like I, uh, I'm trying to get it together. So I, 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 start- I believe he was talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees and all those, all those folk. But if, if, uh, if you're, if you're living one thing that to kind of add to the fear, but be encouraged me at the same time <laughs> is, you know, Oh, you can just believe in God. You can believe in Jesus and you go in heaven. You live the, live the way you want. Well, you know what? Guess who else believes in God? Guess who else believes in Jesus? And they're definitely not <laughs> entering the pearly gates. That's your your boy Lucifer, okay? But if you you're living accordingly, you're following his teachings and literally you have the faith of the the forgiveness of the of his blood, cleanse your heart. You're gone, man. I mean, that's it. I mean, it, it, when you when you think of the dynamic of the shifting of life and earth as we know it, going into heaven and 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 that dynamic there, it can be intimidating. But that, my friend, it's called the fear of the Lord, and and you got it. So, hopefully, that encourages you a little bit there. Yeah, definitely. But 
Paul, you're awesome, brother. Thank you so much for coming on and spending that time again with us. And it's just been nothing but just been nothing but fireworks here. Thanks again. I can't tell you enough. I can't uh, thank you enough for being part of the, the the growing process here on my show and always being available through a DM or or a phone call request or you you always take a couple minutes at the live events to chit chat for a second and you just keep doing what you're doing, man. The Lord's gonna take you some really good places farther than you've, than you've, than your, that's your dream. That's what you the vision you got, you know, it's already been fulfilled and there's, it's just sky's the limit, bro. Sweet. Well, thank you, Andrew. And congratulations on a hundred episodes, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Paul. And I'm looking forward. Hopefully we can, uh, we can reconvene on another hundred and we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at uh, the almonds uh, August 28th in Ohio, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. That is going to be Paul with the Green Industry Podcast. Don't forget to. Oh, you know what? Before I let you go, where can everybody find you, bro? Social media platforms, website. Well, we're the whole I'm, I'm glad you asked. We are <laughs> rolling things out on YouTube. So it's oh. uh, it's been uh, a lot on my plate in, in, in this previous year. So I joined a mastermind with Caleb Allman and Naylor. And Jason Creole from Alabama, Lawn Care Life, and Corey Ballard. The five of us, we, we, um, it's expensive. It's, it's real expensive, but we're in a mastermind with a YouTube coach who's like teaching us the, the best practices of all the nooks and crannies of the thumbnails awesome, and the man. titles and the descriptions and the yeah. cadences of posting and all. There's all kind of nerdy stuff that goes into the success. Like, Mr. Beast just doesn't randomly get millions of views. He does all these like small things wisely and then it um it works. So it explodes and blossoms into everything else. So little did I know, YouTube spent a boatload of money building out podcasting. I think Joe Rogan kind of set the standard of like, you know, he talks yeah. and then he chops up like a clip of that and then like millions of people watch it. And and so YouTube's taking podcasting very serious from a financial perspective, their investment in it. And so this coach of mine is basically like, you're in a great spot because you got a podcast already. Now we just got to film it and get it on, um, on the, the YouTube. So the, the channel is called at green industry podcast. And I've been taking my camera with me to these events. I'm actually been hiring videographers to come film these events. So we have the clips and, uh, so you guys can follow along on YouTube. I know, uh, the channel is awesome. young and um, and new and all of that, but it would mean the world to me if you'd, you'd uh, smash that subscribe button and turn the bell on for notifications um, and follow our journey on YouTube at Green Industry Podcast. Of course, I'm on the other places like Instagram at Green Industry Podcast and the the um, podcast audio spots. But uh, the, the the new YouTube thing's exciting and it's a it's a new challenge and um you know I kind of got some success with the audio thing and then when now it's like, I got to start all over again with the video part of it. It's like, oh my gosh, but it's, it's good to keep the creative juices flowing, you know? Awesome. That is, I'm glad you're doing that. I mean, spend a dollar to make $10. That's how it goes, bro. Y'all got, y'all got it. I mean, I mean, that's <laughs> the right setup to, to pursue that, that, that area, that arena. Wow. That's, that's really something else. Well, I'll have that in the show notes. So y'all can just hyperlink there. So y'all won't have to just one click away and, and find out what, what's going on there with the green industry podcast with the, the new YouTube channel. And then of course I'll have some other links in there as well that y'all can just navigate to all those other spots there. Paul, 
You're awesome, brother. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you. Congratulations on 100, Andrew. Appreciate it, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell be more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner. And never chase those unpaid invoices again. We'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process. So we will cover all of this and so much more as John Pajak and I are the teachers in this e-training program. It's called Know Your Numbers. It's available at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.